Welcome everybody to Seeking God's Truth, where we take everyday learning of the Bible and apply it to modern day science and psychology. I'm your host, Carlos Hernandez. Welcome back everybody as we start our new series on looking at how our society works. Looking at society, we can break it down into five different aspects. The first being community. Then there's the friends and acquaintances. Then we'll look at the family unit. Then we'll look at marriage, then self. Each of these elements have some kind of importance to our life. Community is the portion of society that is all around us regardless of we want it or not. We have to deal with the good, the bad, and the ugly. The amount of exposure to community is up to us. Friends and acquaintances are different from the community because we get to choose whether or not we want to interact with them or not. Friends are usually selected upon common interest and acquaintances are usually selected because of a common goal. Acquaintances usually do not last very long but friends are usually close-knit and have some kind of interest with our needs. Then we have family which is be different from any other proportion because we have the family that we are born with and we also have the family that we choose. Some friends become family because of how close they are with us and how they are treated. Some family becomes acquaintances because of how they treat us. Then we have our spouse. Our spouse is usually a person that we choose to be with for the rest of our life. In the last episode of this series we'll be talking about self and what God and Jesus want from us. So now let's focus back on what today's episode is about, which is community. I stated before in my last series that this society is filled with a lot of temptations, such as the media over-sexualizing the human body, pornography distributed to any person, the general acceptance of homosexuality and non-conventional roles, and many more things that... For example, a transgender male winning a female's swimming competition and winning woman of the year... It leaves you to think of what now, what can women actually have for themselves. So let's think about what is a community. Community is a group of people living in the same area or have the same interests, religion, race, or even nation. In today's society, not many people consider themselves friends with their own neighbors. I remember growing up and we all knew each other and we all hung out with each other and you can always see the streets filled with kids playing and adults actually have it coming together. Even 15 years ago and 20 years ago, that I would have cookouts with my own neighbors. Today's society is so much different because not many people actually talk to their neighbors. In a study, one in four do not consider themselves friends with their neighbors. 66% consider themselves strangers. And only 27% of Americans are actually active online with their neighbors. So why is there a big gap and why is there a big change in our behavior? There's really no clear answer. We can always look at it and say it's social media or we can say we're distracted and mistrust. But it's really just human behavior nowadays. But in the end, we all need each other for a good society and a prospering one. As it is written in Romans 12 verse 4 through 14. Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body. We all belong to each other. In His grace, God has given us different gifts for doing different things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If your gift is teaching, teach them well. If your gift is to encourage Encourage others. Be encouraging. If your gift is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. 
Do not just pretend to love each other. Really love them. Hate is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection. Take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who prosecute you. Do not curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Normally, I wouldn't use a huge chunk of scripture to talk about a subject. In Romans 12, 4 through 14, really talks about a lot of how community should be set up. If we look at both the church and our community, we function as different parts in both settings. Many of us like to believe that we are one separate entity of the community, functioning completely separate from other people. This is people's idea of trying to hold on to their own individuality. It also says in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12 through 14, For as the body is one and has many members, but all members of that body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jewish or Greek, whether slave or free, and has all been made to drink into one Spirit. For in fact the body is not one member, but many. Because the body like unity, especially in the Christian, should not be a goal that we achieve, it should be something that we recognize. In 1 Corinthians, Paul understood this and recognized it when he mentions that we were all baptized into one body. Both in 1 Corinthians and Romans illustrated that just like a human body that we have many parts in our body that have a special function, so does the members of a community or church has many functions and abilities in that setting. And without one function, all the other functions will fail. So there is one body, one spirit. In Jesus, we share one body and one spirit one hope of our calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one Father. We know this because of Ephesians 4 verse 4. There is one body and one spirit, just as ye called in one hope of your call. Churches to unify, with, but with individuals with distinct separate parts. Some churches have erred on the neglect of promoting unity and promoted on individuality. Unity should never be promoted over individuality, and individuality should not diminish over uh, unity. For the church is the body of Christ. And to promote unity and to promote individuality, we must promote our gifts. The differences in the distributions of our gifts are through God. John 3 verse 27 says, John answered and said, A man cannot receive nothing unless it is given to him from heaven. John was telling his ministry that everything that was given to him was a gift from God and that everyone should be grateful for what they were given. Even the small things that were given to us are gifts from God and that we should be grateful for what we are given. This also includes the spiritual gifts that are given to us by God. Spiritual gifts are not based on merit. They are based on what God has given us. The Greek idea is charismata, which means gifts of grace, which means that this is given to us by God. There is about five or six different gifts that God can give us. The first gift is prophesy, which is practice within the faith. This helps us stretch our faith. This is because God may give us insight to further our faith. If we cannot prophesy in our faith, then how can we not trust that God hasn't spoken to us? Proportion of the faith is based on the audience of the faith. This does not necessarily mean fortune telling. It does 
does not necessarily include predictions, but it might. The next one is ministry and serving. This is simply serving the community or just simply serving. This is almost as important as the Holy Spirit. The next two are closely tied together. Teaching and exhort or encouraging. Teaching has in mind instructions, while exhortion encourages people to practice. The reason why these are two closely tied together is because those who are taught and not exhorted become like fat sheep, taking only in the word of God, but never live the Christian life. The latter part of this, those who are exhorted and never taught become excited and active, but have no depth or understanding to what they do and burn out quickly or serve in the wrong ways. I started out my journey as the latter part because I got excited and I started serving quickly and I started burning out fast and serving in multiple areas but lacked depth. It took me from starting reading the Bible and starting this podcast to learn a lot more what I needed to. The next gift is the gift of giving. If this is your gift, you must give generously to others. This doesn't mean that you're one of those people that give reluctantly and even though that you give you just have that sense of dread every time you do it most of the times when I give I give regardless and have no expectations of getting anything back according to scripture if you are called to give and you stop giving generously resources will be often dry up this is due to forgetting what God has given you the call to leadership and those who are called to it should take it very seriously leaders need to lead with careful and persistent efforts you must be careful to not lack of diligence it is easy to be discouraged and feel like giving up if you want to please God you must persevere The final one is the most difficult one. It's the one we all just struggle with. It's the one that I've come to terms with in many relationships in my life. It is showing kindness and mercy. In showing mercy, one needs cheerfulness. It's hard to show mercy, but it's even harder to be cheerful about it. This makes the gift of mercy a truly a supernatural gift of the Spirit. As we look around our neighbors and our community, we should also know that we should love each other regardless and not hate one another. And we should not pretend to love someone. And that hate is wrong and holding on to that is good. Love with hypocrisy is not real love. Sometimes what is masquerade as love is laced with hypocrisy in churches says in first timothy's 1 verse 5 the goal of command is love which comes from a pure heart and a conscience and a sincere faith the purpose of this law allows us to work on the inward heart and not the mere outward observations forgetting this commandment we become more strict advocates for moral legalism believing that spending time in the word of god produces a pure heart a good conscience and a sincere faith but we also run the risk of believing something is wrong twisting the good word instead of love we use harsh judgment instead of good conscience we feel condemned in thinking that we'll never measure up and instead of sincere faith we practically trust in our own abilities to please god Even though hate is wrong, we must hate what is evil and cherish what is good. It is easy to hate what is evil or hold on to what is good. It is more difficult to do both. Psalms 34.14 David spoke to his men and said, Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. David was directing his men away from evil and towards good. To seek peace and to pursue good is to pursue God. Another aspect of a Christian shouldn't be is that they should not be cold and standoff attitude. 
The church and community should not be lazy, have warm relationships, and work hard together. In Philippians 2, verse 3 through 4, it says, Do not be selfish. Do not try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. I think this is hard for a lot of people in today's society because a lot of people do not like to stay humble and try to be better than everybody else. These two verses lay out the groundworks of what a unified church looks like. The first step is through the flesh. Through the flesh, most people are motivated by selfish ambitions and favorable opinions. It is not done out of love. Some self-ambition is fine in the service of glorifying God. The second step is do not conceit. Thinking too self-exclusive, self-interest, and self-preoccupation leads to empty glory. The final step is to contradict what everyone else thinks in the world. Thinking of others before you and above you is difficult and at least not attractive. The Bible does not understand today's idea of the concept of high self-esteem of all situations. Looking at other self-esteem over yourself will achieve unity. So if I consider you over me and you consider me over you, then we would further achieve unity. If we are all called to have warm relations and good manners, we are also called to have hard work in and out of church. Paul also called in rejoicing in God, not rejoicing in the result of. Hope is having in mind the ultimate reward with Jesus. This shows us how we are commanded to do all things towards heaven. Fulfill our command in hope. We must have patience and stand fast in prayer. In Romans 5 verse 2, through who we have gained access by faith, into the grace of which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Peace can only be accessed by standing by our faith and through Jesus, not just by the grace of God, but also by the courts of heaven, giving us the blessings of peace with God, so we can rejoice in hope and glory to God, and justified by our faith. God has also asked us to be ready to help our neighbors whenever they are in need. To show hospitality to even strangers. This is giving aid to anyone who is asking for it. In ancient Greece, the Greek word for hospitality meant love strangers. The idea of this is to pursue people that you do not know and to help them whenever you can. And you should love the people that you help because love is an action, it's not a feeling. The final part of this scripture is that you should not curse those that prosecute you. That you should pray for God's blessing on them. This means you should not hate people that hate you, you should not curse them, and you should not prosecute them, even if they hate you. Matthew 5:46. Jesus said, If you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? What Jesus was saying was that even those you love makes no reward because you love the ones that you're supposed to love. There is no love in loving the ones that you're supposed to love. Even the most wicked person could love the ones that they supposed to love. It is harder to love someone that you hate or did you wrong. For those who prosecute you, do not call judgment or prosecution from outside the church. Jesus said that, For you will be exiled from the synagogues, and the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. John 16:2. This verse tells us how people react towards one another and prosecute people before they actually get to know one another or try to treat each other in a negative light. Just like Jesus and his 
his disciples when they were getting exiled from the synagogues. So in a community, everybody is a part of a body in a Jesus Christ, where we try to function as one body and one soul, and that everybody has their own special gift that was given to us by God. In a community, we must find a way to love each other and have a non-standoff attitude. We must find a way to have unity through selfless ambitions, non-conceding attitudes, and placing others before ourselves. And in the community, everyone is working both in the community and in the church, where we should be rejoicing to God, not as a result for the afterlife. We also must be ready to serve those who need to be served, especially those who are strangers and need it. Love needs to be extended not only to our neighbors and our loved ones, but also those who hate us, and the, because even the most corrupt have the ones that they love. I just want to say I hope I get another episode out next week. If not, depending on the length, I might not be able to get one out for another two weeks. So if I don't get one out next week, I'll see you guys in two weeks. I want to say thank you for listening. You can contact me at sgodstruth at outlook.com on Twitter at sgodstruth or you can search for me on Facebook at Seeking God's Truth. So drop a message and let me know how it was. Be afraid to tell me what I can improve on and what can I um, do more for the show and an idea for an episode. Thank you and God bless.